1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? Uh, okay. You know. I always like that slight pause. Well, how are you today? Uh, I, I, you know, truly measure how things are going. We're so tired of seeing uh, Christian Watson drop a pass. The clearly going to be a touchdown pass. But the pause that I think people who I think people who pause and answer that question, that's a quick inventory, isn't it? I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. You're, you're giving a considered answer. Yeah. You didn't say, I'm good. Well, how are you? You know, that's really, yeah, I don't believe you. You just said a word. So fair enough. I, I, I like when people pause. Eh, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, really? Is everything okay? Eh, Not really, but you don't (laughs) want to hear about it. Do you? Oh, I don't ask that. If that ever, I don't ask that. I just charge into it. Right. (laughs) You add, you add. Here it is. I like that. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh, boy. So here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do you want to start this morning? I mean, there's a, there's plenty of music there's news. Lots, there's lots going on. I mean, this, you know, this kind of, you know, something that, that surfaced overnight uh, that's kind of funny. So you, you might have heard Queen Elizabeth died. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, it's been, it's been such a subtle thing. Word has right. trickled in. In the news. So, you know, so everybody... You know, the music world is reacting, especially you know on the British side. So the Sex Pistols weighed in, which you know you you would expect, and surprisingly, somewhat respectfully, um, Johnny Rotten, John Lydon posted the famous cover, the portrait from the forty-five of God Save the Queen, saying you know wishing her rest in peace, send her victorious, you know, which is nice. Uh, Steve Jones, the guitar players, the you know. And Glenn Matlock, the bassist, he also did a fairly respectful post. Glenn Matlock was a little bit, uh, you know, cheeky. He said, "God save the queen, God save the king." Hope he's not a silly old thing. So you know, all, all well and good. You know, they were, you know, these regardless of how they may feel about the monarchy, they like a lot of others who are more Republicans than monarchists are at least paying some respect to the queen. Overnight, we John Lydon posts this message, but Disney saying, I want to distance myself from any Sex Pistols activity which aims to cash in on Queen Elizabeth II's death. You know, he says that the band and its management has approved a, what he calls a number of requests against he, Johnny Rotten's wishes, to, you know, basically what he feels is cashing in on the death, which he feels is inappropriate. Sex Pistols fire back the other sex pistols fire back in a statement basically saying we don't know what the f he's talking about <laughs> um you know he said we have had a couple of requests requests to use the imagery and audio of god save the queen but nothing else you know so what's this guy on about so johnny rotten hasn't elaborated on that but it's it's another chapter in the you know in the sex pistols <laughs> continuing uh, saga. And if nothing else, it gets them back in the news. People well, are talking about the Sex Pistols, oh. if just for a minute or two. The Sex Pistols, you know, God Save the Queen, like a lot of other songs about the Queen, uh, did uptick on the streaming, you know, this week, as you'd expect, as happens whenever anybody passes away. It was a song that was banned on the BBC, right? Was, right. 
and now is celebrated as an iconic British music moment. <laughs> the times goofy. they do change, and then the, the word has long been that even even Queen Elizabeth got a chuckle out of it. Was it disrespectful, or was it what I? I it was yeah, yeah. It was I mean, disrespectful. It was, it was definitely to an her anti- or to the just the crown in general. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. It was you know it was what punk rock and the Sex Pistols were in 1977, and that's you know against anything that is that is authority, and certainly the the monarchy is a huge target in England. Yeah, well, you know, I would expect anything that came out of them since she died to be. The Kuvrit is old bat. That's why they're post. But, you know, again, these are the posts not of 20-something punk rockers, but of 60-something men who, mm-hmm. who, you know, who have dropped the pretense and dropped, you know, dropped the costume of being punk rockers. <laughs> and, and good for them. I mean, I think, you know, I think for the most part, everything has been, you know, pretty respectful and acknowledging a, a long tenure of public service. And that's all. That's all you need to say about it. I talked with Glenn Tilbrook of Squeeze early in the week. You know, shortly after uh, she died, and he you know, he said much the same thing. He's not a monarchist himself, but he said, you know, we we've all had her in our life. You know, for the entirety of our lifetimes, she's been the queen. And so, you know, you have you have to respect somebody who's who's been in one job that long. So she skipped out on uh, Paul McCartney once. Yeah, this is a cute, this is a cute story. So uh, one of her birthdays, um, Paul McCartney had been signed on to do a private concert uh, for the Queen, and uh, apparently he, you know, she was at the event. You know, it was a little private private gathering at a I think it was at, at Abbey Road Studios, and the Queen was there. And Paul McCartney walks up, said, "You know, Your Majesty." That pleased to meet you. I'm going to play some music for you. And she said to him, well, it's five minutes to eight. I'm leaving to go watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> and this is true. This has apparently been, uh, you know, been corroborated uh, by all the parties. But, and, well, but wait, she and Sir Paul got together many times. Oh, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. You know, he took he took no umbrage at it. In right. fact, he probably has a better story than if he had actually played that show. How did she like uh, Her Majesty? The song, the quick little ditty by Paul. Yeah, I've never, I've, you know, I've never seen anything about that. I mean, I think if she didn't like it, you know, she would have chopped his head off or something. Yeah. And, you know, he wouldn't he <laughs> wouldn't have she... been knighted. Um, How long the, is that song? Sixty seconds, maybe. Her Majesty's like that. I think a pretty it's even nice girl. Forty six seconds. Yeah. Right. And it's just just something they threw in at the end. But it's, you know, it's next to God Save the Queen. It's probably the second best-known song about the Queen. I just wonder, I, I, he never played it for her, did he, when she was sitting there? Hey, I wrote this. Just hold sit tight for a minute. He may well have. Yeah. You know, he hasn't said it, so that, you know, so we don't know. And, you know, you are, after you've met the Queen, you are fairly actively discouraged from sharing details. About your meeting with the Queen, there's supposed to be a lot of decorum around that. I saw several yeah. pictures of the two of them, you know, and you knew it was different oh, get-togethers because yeah. he was in different clothes, she was in different clothes, and I thought he looks really comfortable around the Queen. He's just yeah. standing there next to her, kind of chatting it up, you know. Yeah, I think I think you know I think once you've had the once you've had the first meeting, you know, and you're in, <laughs> you know, then you're just a couple a couple of Brits. Uh, yeah, you know, he. Well, let's face it, no, McCartney's once, pretty once close. 
a billionaire and you're knighted, you're kind of walking you're kind in the of, same. You're kind of on the on the level. Yeah. McCartney is McCartney is British royalty too. So he is. Yeah. He, is. he only needs a crown, and I'm sure he can buy one if he wants. How old is he now? McCartney is what seventy two. Okay. Okay, so she was queen. Oh no, for, no, no! I'm sorry, he's eighty. Eighty. So she yeah. was queen from the time he was a boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but only about fifteen precious, years older. Yeah, yeah, there are precious few of these rockers who remember her dad or who were around. Right. Who were, yeah. Who, Good point. Right. All right. So, yeah. uh, David Bowie. I heard this on my way in this morning. The David Bowie uh, documentary that's coming out. The 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 director of it said. It's not going to be a lot of facts or things you didn't know about David right. Bowie. It's more about his artistic endeavors. Yeah, this is this is what Brett Morgan, the director, said to me. In fact, this week, um, got a chance to talk to him. No, it's 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 not. It's an I guess you'd call it an impressionistic uh, documentary. That said, it it goes from front to back. You know, in his career, from you know birth and childhood to early days, but it's not a traditional documentary. It's it's his. It's very dreamlike. It's David Bowie's narration only. There's no narrator. There's no. There's no like he said. No parade of facts. No parade of dates. But you still get. And it's really focused more as a study of David Bowie's creative mind hmm. rather than the David Bowie career. Uh, and it works. It's fabulous. Uh, it opens at IMAX theaters. Uh, this weekend, and then there, there's a companion soundtrack album coming out as well. Next year, they say it's going to be streaming on, I believe, Disney+. Plus. Uh, but it's definitely worth seeing in theaters. He did, uh, Brett Morgan did a beautiful job uh, with the visuals. It's an authorized documentary, so he was great. He, he told me it took him a year to get through all the materials the Bowie Estate provided. Does IMAX make it uh, Absolutely. better? Is Absolutely. it all, all that yeah. splashy stuff? Yeah. It is, and it's got it's got great footage. It's got tons and tons of un, unseen, previously unseen footage. Uh, great comments. So he really did a good job, the director, in streaming you know streaming together David Bowie's comments so that it sounds like a narration, and you really you really get a sense of what made David Bowie tick in this. And there there are live performances you've never seen before. There are some great sonic mashups. The sound's fabulous. It was done by the same crew that did Bohemian Rhapsody and won an Academy Award for it. He always seemed like just kind of an odd bird to me, but he was artistic and he was always changing and doing different things. Yeah, he did a Christmas special with Bing Bing Crosby. Crosby. I was like, what the, okay, who's this guy? He really didn't have any interest in just doing the same thing over and over again, you know, even if it sold like crazy. And he said he he couldn't sing. Yeah, Brett, Brett Morgan made the, the observation to me that Bowie was, save for maybe Bob, he and I, uh, the director and I, agreed on Bob Dylan this way, too, but and, and an artist who singularly did not hesitate to potentially alienate his audience hmm. in, order, I, in order to do what he wanted to do. I think his greatest role was with Ricky Gervais and... Uh... That was fun. The others. Yes, or no, that, extras, extras. Extras. When that, Ricky Gervais got booted out of the VIP area so David Bowie could sit there. Yep. So he had to stand on the other side of the rope from where he was just sitting so David Bowie could sit there. Yep. <laughs> and David Bowie <laughs> writes a, sings a song about Silly Little Man, and it's clearly about Ricky Gervais who's standing right there. Yeah. Now, Bowie had a great sense of humor, but this uh, this Moon Age Daydream is definitely wor- worth going to see. 
All right, let's All stay, right. let's stay on the Brits. Elton John's final show, U.S. show, going to be live streamed. Is yeah. that a pay per view? Uh, no, no, it's going to be uh, it's going to be for free. Uh, it'll be to say this is on the on November twentieth from Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, Disney Plus. So you're going to jump live. back into that Dodger sequin thing you wore back in the seventies? It won't be the same one, but uh, <laughs> you know they'll have to let it out a little. But, Ouch! But I wouldn't. Well, he'd say the same thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I, he'll do something special, you would hope. Um, there's also going to be, you know, airing alongside. Alongside it will be a documentary about the final, the final tour, uh, this farewell tour. Uh, Disney apparently paid thirty million dollars uh, for the rights to do this. So yeah, this will be a nice chance for people who haven't seen the farewell tour yet to to get a look at it. And of course, he's saying he's going to wrap up next year in Europe. We have no no reason to believe otherwise until he does otherwise. You know who doesn't have to let their clothes out? Huh? Garth Brooks. No, nope. Garth is uh, good for him. Garth, uh, he's in Ireland uh, this weekend to do some shows at uh, Coke Park that are going to be filmed. And uh, he was doing you know the usual press conference like he does, and he kind of he kind of let on that he's dropped fifty pounds. Fifty um, pounds, not, Garth. Not, Bro- not immediately. You know, it's, he's been working at this for a while, um, but he he did let them know that he you know he had he had gained a lot of the weight during that 16 years off. You know, when he spent being what he called a soccer dad, uh, raising his kid, and then said, you know, when I when I started performing, I noticed that <laughs> I was a little heavier, and hmm. then he and then he he actually said he started to watch some of the documentaries or not documentaries, concert films he had made in in New York and in Ireland, and he said. You know, boy, everybody else looks the same. You know, what's wrong with my fat ass? <laughs> and, he, and he used he, those words, fat ass. And, he didn't. Uh, uh, he didn't uh, credit anybody like Nutrisystem or nah, Weight he Watchers. Didn't, he didn't or... do any of that. And you know, listen, he lives with Ms. Yearwood, right? Who's mm. not not too shabby in the kitchen. Right. She has a cooking show, so right, I imagine yeah. you know she's making. It could be worse. He could be married to Reed Drummond. She makes it's, really fat stuff. This is true. You know, so yeah. maybe he talked to Trisha and said, "Hey, t- take it down a notch. I'm getting yeah, fat." Yeah, they might have. They might have. Or you know, this could be the reason he's going on tour. Keep him away from Trisha's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the stuff's too. There's just too. It's just too good in there. All right. So Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus are both facing what? Uh, different, different, uh, suits. We'll start okay. with, with Miley first. She is in a, uh, copyright lawsuit over allegations that she posted a paparazzi image of herself on her own social media. Uh, the suit's filed by, uh, by Robert Bar- Barbara, who's a, you know, who's a paparazzi, who's a photographer. And, you know, he says she, it was a, something he shot in 2020 and that she posted it to her social media without any permission or license or anything. So, you know, he's he's suing her. This is an interesting, you know, these kind of things are interesting uh, because the paparazzi, of course, are generally viewed as bottom feeders and scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. So, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like, you know, the, the celebrities should be able to turn the trick on them and use their work without compensation. But some of these guys are more legitimate than, than others. You know, Robert Barber is one of them. And so, you know, I'm sure there will be some sort of out-of-court settlement uh, where Miley, Miley pays him a, an agreed-upon fee okay. to use the photo. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift has been trying like crazy to get this uh, copyright infringement lawsuit related to Shake It Off dropped. And it's not going to be. The judge ruled this week that 
that the trial will have to go on. This is a suit filed by the songwriters of the 3LW hit, Play Is Gonna Play, which, of course, is is one of the terms that Taylor Swift use, uses in Shake It Off, along with others from the song. They're, they're, and they're claiming that she took the chorus of their song uh, to use in hers. Um, she, this, is, this was her second attempt uh, to try to get, get the case booted. The first one was a motion for a summary judgment back in December. That didn't fly. So then the uh, so then they you know she and Taylor Swift and her people filed to have just have the case dismissed on lack of merit and the the district court judge in Los Angeles this week said I don't think so it took him nearly nine months to issue this decision but he said you yeah, know no we're gonna we're gonna go ahead with the suit and be ready to go in January he must have listened to either, all either the relevant music to, over yeah. and over again. You you think that might be that that could be a possibility? So we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see if she tries a third time, which will be difficult, or it'll go to you know, or it will go to trial in January, and we'll see how it flies. All right, more disturbing courtroom stuff. You got your Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this was an interesting interesting because usually the Los Angeles District Attorney does not comment on cases that aren't even in motion yet. <laughs> I mean, Marilyn Manson, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, is investigating these many claims about sexual and other abuse, uh, Marilyn Manson, against several women. Uh, but they've not filed any charges or anything yet. But the uh, Los Angeles District Attorney's Office issued a statement this week saying, we're, we're sitting here waiting. Uh, we're hoping the Sheriff's Department gets us something soon. And basically saying, between the lines, we're getting tired of being asked about it. You know, either you're going to, and this was, so I, I view this as a shot across the bow to the sheriff's department. You know, you, you know what, or get off the pot here. Uh, file, you know, make the charges or drop it and let's move on. And so then think, there's, and then there's R. Kelly. Yeah, well, this is, you know, R. Kelly's found guilty. R. Kelly, who's already going to be spending uh, the rest of his life in jail, uh, was found guilty on six of 13. Char, you know, uh, sex sex abuse charges in this is in Chicago. Um, he was already uh, sentenced to 30 years in prison uh, for the trials in New York. Uh, this time, you know, this time is coming in Chicago. What they did not get, what the prosecution uh, did not get, was what was considered the marquee uh, count. Was that Kelly and his then then business manager had rigged the original child pornography trial in Chicago in 2008 in which R. Kelly was acquitted. Uh, they weren't able to prove that, but listen, they got, they got enough guilties to, uh, to put him away for a second life, since he's already going away for a, third, for a first life. And it's not over yet. He still has sexual misconduct trials that will be going on in Minnesota and another one in Illinois State Court. Uh, I was uh, wondering if you had anything in Los Angeles or... On the West Coast, like a Harvey Weinstein thing, they're where they're not, getting... they're not up yet. You know, he he really did base himself mostly in Chicago, okay, and in the Midwest. So you know, that does not saying things aren't going to surface. I don't know if it. You know, everybody deserves their day in court. So I don't know if at some point the courts say, "Look, we've we sentenced the guy, the guy to a hundred and however many years in jail now. Enough. You know, he's not getting out. File your suit in civil court if yeah. you want. If you want." Reparations. At what point does you know, either side just say, "Well, you know, 
He's not getting out of jail ever. So right. But, but what well, what if what if you don't do all this and twenty years from now they're going, Well, he should be eligible for parole. parole. He, you know, all this stuff. You're going, No, we have more cases we'd even try against this guy. Well, and then someone might want to sue for damages too. Yeah. Well, well those those are already in motion. Yeah. I mean he's gonna be involved in he's gonna be in the legal system, in prison, out of prison for the rest of his life and, and beyond. His estate, his estate will be in court well after he's gone. No. All right. Um, have you seen the Elvis movie with Tom Hanks? I have, yes. What did you think? I was disappointed. I um, was kind of too. On a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, I want Boz Lerman, the director, to be Boz Lerman. I want it over the top. I want, you know, I want Moulin Rouge. I just want it crazy. And it was <laughs> This was probably the most straightforward film. You don't get that with Tom Hanks, though, right? He's not going to do a thing like that. Well, he would. No, I think he would. Really? I mean, you know, but I don't know what it was. That, you know, that I think Boz Lerman wanted to tell a more straightforward story. Now, having said that, we're not going to mistake this for Back to the Future or, <laughs> or something like that. But mm. it's not as over the top as certainly I want it to be, and I think a lot of his his fans do. And then I, I just didn't think the story was told very well. I didn't, I, I, I didn't think, go ahead. I think you're right. No, I yeah. feel the same way. I thought this, I don't really think the whole, you know, you didn't really get the, how Colonel Tom Parker really had a, had his hooks into Elvis. It didn't, I thought it was, it didn't know what the story was. It wanted to tell. Are we telling Elvis's story? Are we telling the Colonel's story? Is it a, is it a, a, a kind of love story? about these two men and their relationship. I, I just didn't feel like it did anything. And proving that we just can't get enough Elvis, because that was just in the theaters, Bieber is reportedly passed on an opportunity to play Elvis in a biopic? In we another more one, yeah. We have yeah, more This is a different movie? First, yeah. first we had Elvis, now we have Priscilla coming. Hmm. Uh, the biopic about Priscilla Presley, Elvis's teen bride and... Uh, you know, and, and wife until until they divorced in in the seventies. Uh, Sofia Coppola is directing this, and then he's uh, and uh, she offered Justin Bieber uh, the part of Elvis, and he turned it down. So uh, Jacob Elordi is going to play Elvis with uh, Kaylee State Kaylee Spaney uh, playing Priscilla Presley. That, and it could be an interesting film. Again, it's all down to the storytelling and the scripting. Priscilla certainly has a great story to tell and she's told it herself so you know you, you would think it wouldn't be too hard uh to tell the story right so so here's hoping i that think there's just the, so much story to tell about elvis there is that it's hard and i thought in the, in elvis and the Boz Lerman film that you know they had honed in on something uh you know a you know the the story of the relationship with colonel tom parker but like as we were just saying i don't think it uh I don't think I don't really think they told it very well. I want a movie where they include a trip to uh, Denver for the Golden Loaf, Elvis's <laughs> favorite sandwich. You know, that private jet. Yep. You know, heading out there and then eating a, a peanut butter nana sandwich in the airplane hangar in Flynn, flying back to to Memphis. I want that included. Just, somewhere. Just kill a day. I guess I yeah. guess see that. All right, what's our last story? We're out of time, well, we Gary. Spent so, yeah, we spent so much time in court. We should note that uh, Mark Mark Chapman the the guy who killed John Lennon back in 1980 has been denied parole for a 12th time. Uh, so he won't be eligible again until 2024. Hey. So, yeah. Yeah, enough. Right. 
That's yeah, yeah. So, so glad they're not letting him out, and I uh, wish he would stop asking. <laughs> Isn't it? Is he asking, or is this just you come up for parole? No, you have to. You 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 do have to ask to be. Oh, okay. You, you All can, right. You can waive the consideration, but he's he's gone on record as saying he'd have no complaint whatsoever if he was in prison for the rest of his life. All right, then so, that's the know. four of us that agree on that. So let's just keep him there. There you go. All right, Gary, right. thanks. Guys, have a great weekend. All right, go Lions. Any- uh, go Pack. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week.